Cameras all the way! Shit pile! Get shit on! Cats Benandi! <laughs> Fun fact, Brandon's a Wildcats fan. <laughs> so Brady, you feeling pretty good Flip. about last week? Flip fam, two weeks in a row, leading scorer in the league, three-time state champion in my mind. Let's go, Steamer Nation. Bring on Liberty. Fuck them. <laughs> we want Liberty. We want Anyone Liberty. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think you're a little hyped. My excitedness knocked out my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Too much to handle. We're we're all jacked up on Mountain Dew over here, baby. Let's go. <laughs> How's your week going, Samuel? I'm having a pretty good week. Uh, we just had, or I just had my uh, one year anniversary yesterday, so we went out, and celebrated that, right. looked at some dogs today. None of them are good fit, and I broke the fucking streak against Lehigh. And I just want to reemphasize, uh, now that I had a chance to see what the final score is, me squashing a toad on the road with my foot, definitely a good omen for me. I kind of hope that happens each and every year. I might go find a toad each year to step on. <laughs> Poor bastard. <laughs> that might be uh, animal cruelty. I said I might. I'm not committing to it for legal reasons. <laughs> All right, well, what a what a wild week of fantasy football. It was a wild uh, week. We, we start uh, the trades last show where we said, was there any trades this week? Did Jordy make a trade? No, Jordy hasn't made a trade. Jordy's not going to make a trade this week. Jordy made a goddamn trade last <laughs> week. Man, and it was a doozy of a trade, too. It was. It was. I, uh, I remember on the comment post, I said I didn't know. It was just a god damn it. Does Jordy know what he's doing? <laughs> like moment. He has <laughs> built a fucking team now. Like two weeks ago, it looked like he was attempting to crash and burn. He was building for the future. Then he was building for now, and then he was building for the future. Now he has a team, but he decided not to play his best player because he forgot, <laughs> and he still won. Dude, that was the that was the worst. Like, I was rooting against him just so that he had to lose to Winfield, but, ah, oh, man, he still pulled off the win. It, You hate to see it, honestly. I know. It just shows how good his team is, though, like when you have players like Kelsey. and I'm starting to believe in Marquise Brown. Well, Hollywood starting to look like he did at OU. So, you know, he has some receivers now. He definitely, definitely has running back depth now. He has the best tight end in the league now. Fuck him. Yeah. No, he's, he's got a team that's going to be real good. Um, I think anybody should be bumping up their projections for Wichita. You know, obviously Derrick Henry's not be scoring 40 points a, a week, yeah. but it's still going to be better than what he had. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I think you could chalk up 10 a game, no doubt, you know, with Derrick Henry. And he's going to have those 25-point games. He might have another 30-point game. I doubt he hits 40 again. But, you know, there's no – one will ever be like that would be like a routine game for that guy so. right good for jordy bastard bad for spiller <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is okay that's the wild thing is uh the south looks like it might not be as 
good this year, but it also looks like, okay, I don't know. Um, it looks like the teams that we thought would be bad, you know, historically are going to be good. And the teams that we would historically expect to be good are going to be bad. So like, I'm waiting for, for one of the teams to change their mascot to like the upside down monster, uh, from, Oh, what's the, what's the name of that show? Stranger Things? Yeah, yeah, Stranger Things. There we go. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I think I think it's just a little bit of unlucky start to the season. You never know what's going to happen in the NFL. Um, Lehigh is bad like we expected. I think Gerard is the surprise team. Uh, but at the same time, I did think Gerard had a couple big games in him. I, he has talent on his roster. I just didn't expect he would be, you know, scoring over 100 in the first two games of the year. <laughs> right. Like, the hell? And then, I mean... <laughs> Liberty is going to put it together. That team's too good to be this bad. Um, but hopefully they can stay bad at least one more week. That's all <laughs> I hope they can stay bad for 12 more weeks. I'm fine with it. But <laughs> I'm trying to win a chip, baby. <sighs> but I guess we could go ahead and jump into that Wichita-Winfield game. Uh, we briefly talked about it already, but just going into it, you know, hilarious story. Jordy gets Derrick Henry in a trade. Forgets to start him. It's down by 30 going into Monday Night Football. And Winfield had only scored 61 points. <laughs> Derrick Henry, by himself, had 41 <laughs> on his bench. But miraculously, the Weed Bandits, with the help of Travis Kelpie, Kelpie Kelsey, <laughs> and Marquise Hollywood Brown, overcame the nutcracker. And the week pick up their first win of the year by only scoring 64 points. That's right. All right. I'm going to be a Brandon here and give you guys a fun fact. This is actually Wichita's worst win like for the franchise since 2011. And that was a 67 to 48 win over Gerard. So like, this was a really, really ugly win. Um, I don't know that I want to be counting on this kind of luck in the future. All right. I, I mean, I, I, come across more encouraged by it than anything because he I don't think Derrick Henry will if he starts Derrick Henry that's a nine performance oh no 105 I can't math 105 <laughs> point performance from the weed bandits and they didn't really have a good day at all across the board combined seven points from his two receivers not including Marquise Brown who was in the flex and quarterback did nothing for him both his running backs only scored six. Like, you know, when you add in Derrick Henry, it makes that lineup a lot better. Oh, sure. But but like you were saying earlier, we're not going to count on 40 points a game for him. So, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll round it down, say, 20 points a game, which is still phenomenal. Um, that would only bring his score to, like, 80, which is still not good. But but he's got a lot of upside. He's going to have those boom weeks with Metcalf, Kelsey, Cooper, Henry. Like he's still sitting pretty. He could win each and any week, and nobody would be all that surprised. Yeah, and forgot about Josh Jacobs did not play. So once Jacobs comes back, oh yeah, I forgot about Jacobs. Oops. That running back room's loaded. So fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and. Just, just so we're talking about Javi a little bit, I think it's just fair to say, no disrespect to you, Javi, but uh, you're going to be relegated. I mean, maybe a little disrespect. Relegation. I, I just don't see who 
who could compete with them this year? Uh, I could see Lehigh maybe doing that, but I think Winfield's going to have the advantage or disadvantage, however you want to look at that in, in that regard. I mean, they're only three points apart right now. I, I don't know. I just don't see it. But no, I, I fully expect Winfield to do it. I'm just saying. I think that Lehigh might be able to. Also, uh, another fun fact: uh, Liberty has scored the third fewest points this year so far. I know that will change, but I really just want to, you know, emphasize that. Until they do third worst points. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how, uh, points scored matter now, right? Right. Hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next biggest blowout of the week. We'll actually talk about your team, the 2-0 Lawrence Monkey Mafia. Ho, 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 ho! That's what a chimpanzee sounds like in my world. That sounds like rape, <laughs> but whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? How often have you heard that? Don't ask questions you don't want the answers to. Uh, but a 32-point <laughs> victory <laughs> from the Lawrence Monkey Mafia. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Was that too far? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but it's going to stay in the episode. Uh, my fault. I'm not cutting that out. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I I didn't feel not a, super... Not a great game for old Lehigh, and I do, fe- I do feel bad. Sorry, I didn't feel... I didn't expect Dak Prescott to start off the season this bad. That's all I'm going to say about Lehigh. I didn't either. And Dak, Dak's supposed to be his bell horse or whatever you call it. That's not the right word, but bell cow workhorse. Bell cow, hell yeah! <laughs> you got a bell horse over here. It goes with a little ring, a ring, a ring. Wee! Did we lose you? Awkward pause. <laughs> <laughs> did cut out son of a bitch i can still hear you oh my fault (laughs) (laughs) but no i mean dak has a total of three touchdowns this year and 34 fantasy points so he's averaging 17 a game last year he was averaging close to 30 a game before he got hurt just yeah rough start for old lehigh it is um i I think he is going to be in a position where he's got plenty of players who can score big for him, but they're in positions where it's not going to be consistent enough for him to have high-scoring games, so the wins are going to be kind of few and far for him. Um, I did look it up, and this is the worst start uh, for Lehigh since 2015. Uh, He's only scored 139 now, and in 2015, he scored 123. Nice, 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 nice. Cool, cool. And how about Lawrence Monkey Mafia? I, honestly, this is what's encouraging for your team. I don't think you had that great of a week. Lamar Jackson had a great week, but one of your best players was on the bench, which that would have helped. Um, not saying you made a bad decision. It's just one of those things that did not. Oh, never mind. I, no, yeah. No, I'm looking at it wrong again. Oh, well. But if you would have started McLaurin somewhere, either at flex or receiver, that would have helped your point total. Same with DJ Moore a little bit. But I don't think you made wrong decisions by any means. The one that I would have questioned you was Mike Williams, and I would have been wrong because Mike Williams had a huge game. So good call there. 
Um, but, you know, 95 points and that's kind of a bad week, that's a good sign for your team, I think. I think so, too. I think this is going to be a, a, kind of a floor game for Lawrence. Um, you know, obviously, I think he'll probably score a little bit under 95 at other points in the year. But if you look at kind of a, a broad view, 95 is going to be kind of the floor. You're right. I didn't get a lot of production hardly anywhere. I got okay production. I got average production. I know Lamar Jackson really kind of bailed me out. Um, but I think that's going to be kind of the theme is even when I don't have a good week overall, I'm still going to be scoring a lot because I do have a lot of high, high, high upside players. And even even the floor level for my guys is still pretty damn high. So I think that this is going to be kind of the MO. I'm going to be a consistent scorer and going to be a high-scoring scorer as well. Also, one last. I got I got more stats. I did I, I dive, dived into the stats for this one. Um, this is actually just the second two and zero start in Lawrence's history. The first was in 2018. So I went eight years, eight very very long years before I had a two and zero start. And then Lehigh keeps fucking it up until this year. So I'm hoping this is a new tradition. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> in this league this year is going to be the Ottawa Anarchists as they uh, fell to 0-2 as predicted <laughs> against the Gerard fucking fighting frogs. Oh, yeah. I, I can't believe anybody had the gall to assume that Gerard would be, would be bad this year. Like, shame on, on whoever thought that. Fools. <laughs> Fools. Uh, just an absolutely dominating game by Cooper Cup and another dominating game by Rob Gronkowski. Great game by Buccaneers defense. And then, you know, you get a routine game from Russell Wilson. It gets you 22. I mean, that's good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's bad at all, but that's what you expect out of Russell Wilson. So, I mean, it's not surprising when Gerard has games like this, honestly. I just didn't expect it to be consistent. I thought he'd have games where he scores 60, and then I thought he'd have games where he scored about 110, 115, and it'd just be random. But so far... Great start for Gerard and Ottawa. You poor bastard. You can't catch a break. Yeah, you know, I, the thing that's encouraging for me if I were Gerard is that I really didn't get all that – or Gerard really didn't get all that much production from, from the running backs. Um, combined total of 12 points, but the rest of the roster just seemingly exploded, you know. You mentioned Cooper Cup, near 30 points. Gronk is apparently just going to catch four touchdowns a game. Uh, Julio Jones might look pretty good as a number two receiver out there in Tennessee. This is definitely going to be a much better Gerard team than I was expecting. I expected, you know, not a lot from them. But there's a lot of scoring upside here that uh, I would feel pretty good about. You know, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, they're going to score more. So even even once you have those other high scorers kind of fall back a bit, I think you're probably going to see a little bit higher production out of there to kind of make up that differential. Gerard might be a team that can score at least 90 points a week, and I'm kind of surprised that I'm saying that. Um, and then on Ottawa's side, you're right, this is just another tough week for him. Um, you know, 87 still not a bad week. It's not a great week. 
Um, he didn't get a lot of production outside of Ridley, McCaffrey, and Mahomes. Um, so that's going to show up in some of the depth issues that we talked about earlier. Um, and I know uh, Clint is a little bit worried about some of his depth as well. Um, it's going to turn around for Ottawa. It, you know, it has to. He's got He's got too many guys that are top five at their position, you know, realistically. Um, so I think there's better days ahead for him. There's just, it, it wasn't his week this week. Yeah. I mean, he, he really died from Kamara having a no show game. You know, almost everybody else kind of did their part other than Kamara. And I guess you could all arguably say a Miles Sanders as well, but I feel like Sanders had a tough matchup. So that was understandable. But when you're projected 14 and you score two, that hurts. Yep. That hurts a lot. All right, moving on to, let's go, Scott City. The one-and-one one Potter Mugglesman. Did either of us pick Potter? Because I think we both picked Scott City. Oh, uh, I think we both picked Scott City. I can get that pulled up here while you talk. I I mean, good, good game from Potter. Got another solid production from Jalen Hurts. Uh, did not get anything from his running backs yet again, but it didn't matter because he got good numbers across the board. His player of the game, though, was definitely the Bills' defense for shutting out the mic. Miami Dolphins, Tyler Murray, which is why I think Scott City is a real dangerous team to play when they're on because Tyler Murray is going to get you 30 almost every week, I believe. Uh, he's a stud. But didn't really get much else from anything else except for – you know, his running backs put up about what they were projected to do. They were projected to score 23, and they scored 25, so it was a little over. But other than that, Tyreek Hill was a no-show. Jamal Williams, I don't know. I, why was Jamal Williams projected 7? Like, that just feels like a projection of a 4 or a 5 or something. But ESPN's projections have been wonky all year. Oh, all the entire time we've had this league here, they've been wonky. Anyway, it's a good game for Potter. Um, home field advantage helped him. I mean, he would have won anyways by one point, but 92 looks better than an 87. So. He would have won the game by six without home field. Oh, I looked at it wrong. Sorry, I thought it was saying 92 after the projection. Gotcha. I'll get gotcha. back. 92 is a good week. Good job, Potter. <laughs> no, I think you alluded uh, to it earlier. Um, I think – Potter might struggle this year with running back production. Um, James Robinson is not looking like the guy we were expecting, you know, starting out the year once he had the job back. Um, I think we're kind of expecting him to be what he was last year, and it thinks it looks like Urban Meyer is going to fuck that up. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, there's probably better days ahead for him, but he's probably more of an RB2 with RB1 upside, so like a high RB2. Um, so not not one of those difference-making type of guys. I think what's going to help Potter is he's got a very good wide receiving core, and he has, at least in, in my eyes, TJ Hawkinson, um, a, a big, big advantage there. Um, I think had he started TJ Hawkinson last week, uh, he would be one of the best um, tight end productions uh, in the league. Yeah, 17 points last week, 12 points this week. That would make it 29 and if I'm not mistaken, that's either first or second in tight end production uh, on the year. 
Um, oh, no, it'd be third behind Gerard in Wichita because Gronk and Kelsey, which is, you know, 2018 all over again. Um, but the other advantage that he has is uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, defense has just been dominating. Um, I think they got a lot of help this week with Tua going down. Um, but even then, that's still 19 points there. Right now, Potter's averaging 16 points a game out of um, the defense. So that's a massive advantage he's got right there. I don't expect it to continue at that high level, but I think he's still going to be getting 8, 9, 10, 12 points a game per, for his defense. And that's far and away going to be one of the better you know, defensive productions, and that's going to help him avoid a lot of losses. No doubt, no doubt. All right, moving on. The Thunder. The Cotton. Undisputed. Top point scoring team in the world. Me. (laughs) (laughs) Me. (laughs) It's a good day for the old Steelers. (laughs) Yeah, this was... uh, Honestly, I like the day for both teams. Obviously... Tough for Cocker because he lost, um, but scoring 91 is still a good week. Um, I think it's a good sign for him. Uh, Ryan Tannehill had a, a bad day, but the rest of the roster showed up. Um, the wide receivers still doing kind of what I expected. They're going to be big weeks, and then there's going to be you know absolutely barren desert weeks where he gets no production there. But when the big weeks happen, if he can get everybody else to kind of pull together at the same time, he's going to have some monster weeks. Um the biggest weakness, once again, that he's going to have is going to be that tight end position. I think he's averaging like three and a half points per game, which is nothing. Um, so that's going to be a liability for him. Um, but it's still, you know, 91 points, nothing to sneeze at. And as much as this pains me to say, yeah, Cleveland looks kind of good this year. Um, I think the running backs are going to be, you know, appropriately adequate. Um those wide receivers have to cool off at some point, though. Uh, it's still going to be good. I, I think I might have been a little bit low, but it, it's going to cool off. Um, I think you're probably going to have to figure out the flex. I don't know that I necessarily trust Elijah Mitchell just yet. Um, but you've got some players on your bench that if you throw in there, they could have big blow-up weeks as well. So I think you're pretty set there. And then you've got the cocksucking Patriots defense, which weirdly is a good defense again um yeah no it's a good team you had a fucking awesome week uh you might have you know front runner contention or uh designation now yeah i uh, uh well just going back to the patriots defense i i can't remember what the exact number was but it was something like 10 or 9 9 10 or 11 patriots players in their 2d set out because of covid and like 80% of those players came back or are on roster again. So I was kind of high on the Patriots defense going into this year. I, I still think they're a defense that can force turnovers. My one problem with them is that their offense is so bad this year that they're going to be on defense a lot, so they're going to get gassed. So it's not going to be as good as I was wanting, but it was great this week. Yeah, and you're not going to um, face – they're not going to face Zach Wilson – yeah. Every week, you know, in his second ever NFL start, I think he still has upside, but that's not a that's not a great play. Yep. 
and I'm I'm high on my receivers, like all even the bench receivers. Like I've I've got depth there, but as you said, they're not gonna. I think God, it was another week where like all my receivers scored touchdowns. It's just insane. Yeah. Tyler Lockett went ham again, which dude's for real, man. Best route runner in the NFL. I'll say it right now, but not you, the best receiver, just best route runner. You can give and, us that fun fact. I thought you were going to remind us that Tyler Lockett was a K-State player. I said Cats by 90. Damn it. <laughs> John. But I also think I haven't, haven't reached my peak yet either because my boy Young Ho, I know that's not how you pronounce it, but for me it will always be Young Ho, hasn't done shit. It's a kicker. One. It's a kicker. It doesn't fucking matter. It's coming. He's going to get me like 69 points one week, and I'll be like, fuck my ass. Doesn't matter. Wrong choice of words again. <laughs> Fuck my ass like a bell horse. <laughs> yeah, uh, but all right. Okay, here is here is one little fun fact uh, that I did find. I know I'm gonna get crap for saying fun fact. I'm being a Brandon. I'm sorry. Um, uh, your production over the first two weeks is at wide receiver is the highest wide receiver production since 2019 when Cocker got uh, 94 points uh, over weeks eight and nine. So it's kind of fun to see that uh, you know come full circle and watch Cocker have to lose to that. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Also, uh, fun fact. <laughs> God damn it! This is going to be the catchphrase this year. <laughs> um. We were we were both right that Mike Evans was gonna have just a major game this week, but fortunately it didn't matter. So Yeah, you were able to explode enough that it didn't matter. Yeah. Alright, so the game well, maybe. I don't know. This uh, was the Eve Summer Douche game. They're on. Yeah, the Eves Summer Douche game of the week. Marysville, magnificence, curb stomping, the Liberty getting crushed, crushers. (laughs) Sometimes they're on, sometimes they're off. That's the way she goes. (laughs) But, I mean, uh, this is the Packers team we remember. Uh, Aaron Jones, murderer. Aaron Rodgers throwing dimes left and right. Actually, to be honest, I didn't think Aaron Rodgers looked that great, but his, you know, skill players were fantastic. And they didn't do anything, like, fancy. They didn't go over the top. It was just short passes and runs, and I think that was the game plan. And that led to Aaron Jones just going absolutely off last night. I think it was – was it four touchdowns or was it five? I think it was five. No, four touchdowns. But, like, one rushing, three receiving or something yeah, like that. Why? Yeah, I, I, I oh, go ahead. Thought, no, sorry, I actually thought Liberty had a gut shot chance of winning last night as long as Aaron Jones didn't have a big game. Because uh, um, I fans could like put up some points. Maybe the Packers' defense would be in the negatives. And if they just have routine games, maybe play to their projections right below, uh, Liberty would have a shot. But that did not happen because the Lions are the Lions. <laughs> Thank God for that. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously really, really great game for Marysville. Um, I don't know that I would count on Aaron Jones scoring four touchdowns a game. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, 26, still a really good game, but it's not 
an earth-shattering, difference-making uh, level production. Devontae Adams, 12 points, no touchdowns, so he's still got some more upside there. I don't know that 120 is, uh, you know, what we should expect out of Marysville. I think it's going to be more of like a high-water mark for him, and it's kind of a subjective high-water mark, so maybe he gets 124 and it's a technicality. But I don't know that this is really what Marysville is going to do week in and week out. I still think that the Packers are in for more regression to the average, which is still really good. I think he's going to be more in like that 100-point-a-game range. And then on the other side, um, Liberty's 0-2, and uh, the reasons for that is they need to figure out two positions. They need to figure out what the fuck they're doing at tight end because George Kittle clearly isn't the answer. Why the hell would you trade for George Kittle in the offseason? What a terrible fucking move. Um, and then they got to figure out what they're going to do in the flex position. You know, they've got the worst production out of their flex. And, you know, for this week, I don't know how you go into this matchup and you decide to start DJ Shark over Juju. I mean, Shark is just too streaky to to trust. And I, I've been saying that for years. Like, why the fuck would you put DJ Shark in your lineup? So just bad moves by Liberty. That's what's sinking them uh, down to 0-2. <laughs> and who? Owen oh, 2 <laughs> Yeah, he's going to kill you. <laughs> That's okay. It was worth it. 100% worth it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I, Liberty's going to get it fixed. Um George Kittle's not going to be this nobody all year and uh I he just didn't get any big games. Like he had good games from his running backs and his receivers, but those are guys that can score 25 to 30, and you expect one of them at least to go off, and none of them did. Even Josh Allen, just routine 16 points. Like, not bad, but, you know, this team's supposed to be, like, setting record sort of things. It looks like it's so good, and an 86 out of that is just really disappointing. So, well, that's 86 with home field advantage, so yeah, really 81. 81, yeah. So, I mean... Uh, Hopefully he has one more turd in him. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I hope he's got at least two more turds. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. I hope he's constipated. That's yeah. that's really what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. So moving into next week's games, uh, what, what is our uh, record on projections so far? Because I didn't even see which one I got right and wrong. Uh, so last week we ended up splitting three and three. Um, uh we both had Lawrence. We both had Cleveland. Um, we both had Scott City, and we lost there. And we both had Ottawa and lost there. Uh, you picked Wichita over Winfield, and I almost got that right. Um, I had Winfield. Um, and then I had Marysville over Liberty. So we split three and three. So overall, you're up one game. Got one game lead. Hell yeah. It's um, still early. Looking at, looking at next week's games, I'm going to start with this one because I think it's probably the easiest pick of the week. Um, Winfield, I haven't pressed on the matchup yet, but it says his projected leaders for scoring is Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, and Jameis Winston. Oh, no, baby. What is you which, doing? Which ob- obviously, he can only start one of those guys, and I don't think any of those guys are who I'd want to start at quarterback. 
No. So, uh, could be a rough week for the old nut grabbers. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't even really have much to talk about. I think unless Potter just has a god-awful day, Potter should just destroy this. I agree. Uh, I don't know that there's really much of a realistic scenario where Winfield pulls out a win. They don't have the firepower to do that. Unless maybe Deontay Johnson and Brandon Cooks just have massive games and garbage time and score two, three touchdowns apiece. Uh, I think that's really the only production that he's going to see out of his team. Um, whereas Potter actually has guys that you ex- could reasonably expect to have good games. Um, I And Potter's at home, so I don't know if anybody's going to, you know, realistically pick Winfield. Potter next. <laughs> uh, then we then we go on to let's say the 0 and two Ottawa Anarchists at the Lehigh Horny Toads. And uh, once again, I, doesn't look like a bad projection for Lehigh. His lineup's not terrible. It has potential for some good side, but until it shows me something, I don't trust Lehigh. And Ottawa's do like. Something's got to happen. McCaffrey against Houston, he's going to go off. Uh, Mahomes coming off a loss, he's going to go off. He's going to eat. Yeah, he's going to eat. I'm going to go Ottawa by 90. Ooh. Just just kidding, but Ottawa. (laughs) Um, I think I, too, am going to go with Ottawa. I think that Lehigh actually might have a good game this week. Um He's got some good matchups for, for some of his players. Um, they're all kind of facing some really bad defenses, so he's got a shot to do well. I just don't know that he's going to have the firepower. Now, on on Ottawa's side, if he does have a down week, I think it will be because Kamara gets taken out. Um, they are facing the Patriots. Bill Belichick's really good at taking away the best option. Um, and outside of Kamara, I don't know what else that New Orleans offense has. Uh, Jameis Winston, still not that good. You know, he had that big week one where he had five touchdowns, but less than 150 yards passing, like, that's too efficient. Um, that's not realistic to expect. So that's not going to happen again. Um, so Kamara may not score all that many. Um, I don't know. I, it's, I'm going to go Ottawa, but I think this one's going to be closer than what we want to expect. Which leads us to a, another interesting matchup, and I think we're going to both pick the same, but I I don't know. I could see you being ballsy. Scott City at Gerard. All right, I'm going to let you know for it. I'm going Gerard on this one. Yeah, I thought you might. So. I, it's strictly because, one, he's got home field advantage. He's I'm not betting against him this week, um, which means I, I'm going to be wrong, but... He's been showing too much. Scott said he kind of regressed back to where I was expecting. Gerard's been at that, you know, 115 mark a week. I'm going to bet on, you know, what what recent production has been. Yep, I, I'm going to be on the opposite side. I think that Scott City is going to have a monster week this week. Uh, Kyler Murray going up against the Jags. Uh, he could score 35. Then you got Tyreek Hill coming off a loss. I don't think he gets shut down by the Chargers defense. He's going to go off. 
I'm really encouraged by Damian Harris as his running back. I think he he's probably going to change his flex play, probably put in Mike Davis because the Falcons against the Giants. I like the running game right there. Three solid running backs, right? And Tyreek Hill. I think Scott City has a hell of a game this week. I'd see, here's where I disagree with you. I, I like the matchup for Kyler Murray, but here's what I could see is that Arizona defense does look really good this year. Um, Trevor Lawrence so far has not been really good, uh, so this could easily turn into a fast blowout by Arizona, so they stop throwing the ball, take the ball out of Murray's hands, and just run the clock to kill time. Um, so he may not have a monster game. Uh, Damian Harris does have to go up against New Orleans, which is a really, really good defense. Um, so he may not have a big game. Robert Woods up against Tampa. Tampa hasn't looked as good on defense this year, but it's still a good defense. So, like, he's got some tough matchups. So I think that because Gerard has those guys that are just going to explode, you know, get him twice what they're projected to get, I think that's why I'm giving him the advantage here. our last matchup before our own games <laughs> which this is actually you know I, I think before calling it I would have said this was a gimme Marysville win but now because of some trade magic I don't know this is a toss up the Wichita Weed Bandits at the Marysville uh, Magnificent uh, I'm going Marysville, and I agree. I think it's going to be close. I think home field advantage has a good shot of kicking in on this one. But the Packers do look good. They're going up against San Fran, who do have a good defense, but only on the front side. Their back side, uh, you know, their secondary is really depleted. I think they lost their number one, number two uh, cornerbacks. So Aaron Rodgers could just pick apart this defense unless that front seven gets to him and just frustrates him. I don't know that that happens, so I think this could be another blow-up game for Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones probably takes a little bit of a backseat here. Um, then on the other side, Wichita's uh, Joe Burrow has to go up against Pittsburgh, which is not a fun matchup. Uh, they've got a really good front seven, and uh, Joe Burrow doesn't have an offensive line, so he's going to be sitting on his back all damn day. Um, but that being said, he does have Derrick Henry, Travis Kelsey, so this could be that kind of game. Then if if I'm right and Arizona jumps out to that huge lead early, Chase Edmonds could have a blow-up game up against Jacksonville. So I don't know. You're right. This is this is a tough one, but I think I think for me I'm going for the higher upside and I'm going with home field advantage. Yep. And, you know, that's normally my strategy, and I think I would be right there with you as well if San Francisco was playing in Green Bay. But with this game being in San Francisco, home field advantage, crowd going crazy, I do think the Packers will put up some points, but it's not going to be similar to last week with Detroit. The 49ers' defense is much better. Um, so I, I don't think he's going to have as big a victory. And then with Jordy, as long as Josh Jacobs plays – I like his chances. Um, I do think that Jordy probably needs to take Joe Burrow out of the starting lineup because I would not start Burrow against that front seven of Pittsburgh because Burrow will be on his back a lot. So, yeah, um, I don't. It, who else does he put in though? 
Baker I mean, and he, against and Chicago? Which Chicago is not as good of a defense, but they are a big-time turnover-forcing defense. So, I mean, and with Baker, it's also, you know, I saw Landry just got put on IR. And, and Cleveland's know. a running team anyway. I mean, they still have weapons, so they throw it enough to where he can get into the end zone. So OBJ, it's, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. Ah, that's tough. That's really tough. I didn't realize Jordy's situation at quarterback was so dire now that Tua's dead. Yeah, but, so like he, it's either Mayfield or, or Burrow. Like Those are his only options this I, week unless he swings a trade. I, I would still lean with Mayfield, in my opinion, because that Pittsburgh defense against Burrow, it just it's going to get ugly, I think. I could see oh, it. I could see it going either way it, it, between those quarterbacks. I could see it going either way, but I think just because uh, Cincinnati is more pass oriented, I'm going to go with the volume play over hoping for a more efficient play from Baker. That would be that would be my rationale for picking Burrow over Mayfield this week. Oh, I feel you. All right, so this gets into. I guess I'm going to go with your matchup. Between Cocker City, uh, you're projected 99. The old Thundercocks projected 91. I guess I'll talk about it since it's your team first. I haven't even looked at these uh, matchups yet, but ooh, you've got a t- couple of tough ones, a couple of good ones, but. Two of your best players are going up against the Buffalo Bills defense, which is a fantastic defense. So I don't see a lot of high upside out of Gibson and McLaurin this week. But, you know, who knows? But Bills Mafia on the road, it's it's rough that that's on the road. Plus Joe Mixon uh, with Cincinnati going up against Steelers D again on the road. That's a rough one, too. This might be a game that you get a bunch of points out of your tight end with no fan, hopefully. Um, but DeAndre Swift going up against a tough Baltimore defense. God damn, Sam, your matchups are rough this week. They are. They're um, pretty rough. And then looking on the other side, his matchups aren't easy by any means, but I think they're a little bit easier. I think your team has more talent. His team has better matchups. I'm going to go Monkey Mafia, but I don't like yeah, I think I'm, I'm picking myself as well. Um, uh, this is, I think this is going to be a really tough fight for for both Lawrence and Cocker City. I think it's going to be close. Um, he's got some good matchups. I don't know that he's got the upside, and I think this is probably a week where his wide receivers take a step back, and as I've said several times on this podcast, I think that's going to be a weakness for him. I don't know that – I think Mike Evans is going to get shadowed and shut down. Um, and Tom Brady's just going to say, well, he's not open, so I'm not going to throw it to him. Um, up against Pittsburgh, I think T. Higgins is going to have a rough day as well. I think that's going to hurt him. I, you know, Obviously, he's got a huge advantage at, at running back. I think his running back um, situation is better than mine is this week. But I like my flex play better. I know DeAndre Swift's going up against a tough Baltimore defense, but DeAndre Swift has the pass-catching upside um, so he's going to get touches, and he could break any play for 40-plus yards or a touchdown. So I like that. I'm probably going to swap out defenses, uh, figure something out there, because I don't like them going up against Green Bay. But I I don't know. 
I think it's going to be a tough match. I think it's going to be kind of a nail-biter of a game, but I am going to go Lawrence. Which leads us to the Eve Summer Deuce Game of the Week for the second week in a row, the Liberty Crushers. This might be their home <laughs> against the upstart 2-0 and league-leading Cleveland Steamers. Can you imagine at the, at the end of last year, if you if you had predicted I'm going to be or that Cleveland's going to be two and zero and Liberty's going to be zero and two, would you have believed you? I would not have been stunned after the draft. Before the draft, before the draft, before like before. immediately after the 2020 yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent would not have expected that. Like I am not super shocked that I'm like 2-0 and but I am unbelievably shocked that Spiller is 0-2 well and here's the other thing um, immediately after the 2020 season if you said that this matchup would feature the highest scoring team in the league and the third worst scoring team in the league you would not expect the teams to be the teams that they are Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to bring in that Spiller's the third worst scoring team again I just one last thing to, to talk shit on him for we're living in the upside down baby. I can't believe you didn't hear the word cuzzy before. No. I've heard of koozies. You don't watch I've used a koozie before. Do you really not watch Pat McAfee's show at all? Not really, no. Just every time someone says something cool, he goes, cuzzy! Yeah, that's what I did when he scored that touchdown. He looked at me like I had brain damage. (laughs) In my defense, do you have brain damage? Probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll let you talk about this matchup first. <laughs> uh, um, honestly, I think this is going to be another one of those really, really close, tough matchups. I think this is actually featuring two good teams with relatively decent matchups. Um, I'm going to go Cleveland. But if it goes Liberty's way, I'm not surprised. Um, I think Cleveland has some tough matchups um, with Brady, Chubb, and um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Thielen. I still kind of like the Seattle secondary, so that might be a thing where you don't see as much production there. Um, I think probably Tyler Lockett will have another good game. Um, so I think you're going to maybe see some struggle there um but then on the other side what's going to help you out is josh allen has a tough matchup zeke has to go up against a pretty tough philly front seven and it's apparently in a 50 50 timeshare with tony pollard um barkley's up against atlanta so he might they might unleash him as like yep he's finally fully healthy so here's 30 points so that's you know not great for you stefan Diggs up against washington good defense deandre hopkins I think that's a game they just they just run away with, and he's not going to have many targets because they don't need to throw the ball. Um, the, I think if Liberty wins, I think the biggest thing is going to be Panthers' defense is going to have an absolute massive blow-up game, and there's not going to be a damn thing you can do. Like, this could be a 25-point game from from his defense, and that's, that's a massive advantage that – Unless you have a 20-point game from cocksucking Patriots defense, it's going to be really, really hard to overcome that. But you have the home field advantage. So uh, similar before, I'm going to go with the upside. I'm going to go with the home field advantage, so Cleveland. Yeah, um, 
talking about the defense. They have the name cocksucking Patriots defense for a reason. But I'm going Liberty. Uh, I I know it's not a great matchup going up against Washington, but I just have this weird feeling that Josh Allen's going to get some tough. Are going to go to Diggs. Uh, maybe it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if if that's what happened. I just I'm not sure that it's going to. Zeke in a rivalry game. I think he's finally going to get the bulk of the carries. That's a very important game on Monday night. Uh, Saquon against a bad Falcons D. I just, ugh. This just feels like the week that Spiller just goes off. But I don't know. I I wouldn't be shocked if my team won, kind of like you said. You wouldn't be shocked if Liberty won. This is definitely a coin flip. It, it's saying right now the win prob- probability is legit. 50%. Literally the definition of a coin flip. I think Kittle's going to get back on track because that secondary for Green Bay is bad. Yeah. So, I mean, I, Our defense sucks. I just think he has too many good matchups. No. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to be upset if Liberty wins. I'm going to be disgusted if Liberty wins, but I'm not going to be upset. You're going to be disgusted with yourself that you're happy, you son of a bitch. Yeah, but, it, you know, no matter which team wins this one, that's going to be the feeling. Right. All right. Are you ready for the rapid file fire NFL games of the week? I'm ready for the rapid file. Yes. Give me, give me your work bell here. You listen to see how we did. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember how we did. Did you? Did you? I'll look into it at some point. Fuck it. <laughs> All right, going. We're gonna go quick. Carolina at Houston. Uh, I'm going to go Carolina. Carolina, I agree. Uh, Washington at Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going to go Bills. Yeah, Bills by 90. Uh, Chicago <laughs> at Cleveland. I hate saying this, but I'm going to go Browns. I hate agreeing with you. I'm also saying Browns. Baltimore at Detroit. Ravens next. Indy at Tennessee. I'm going to go Tennessee. God damn it, so am I. L.A. at the Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs. It's at Arrowhead. Yep, next. Uh, New Orleans at New England. Uh, I think this is going to be a really boring game, but I'm going to – yeah, I'm going to go Patriots. Yeah, I, I think if this game was flipped, I'd probably go New Orleans, but with it being in New England. Yeah. I got the pass. Atlanta at New York. This is actually a tough one. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go New York, but this is all gonna hinge on does Daniel Jones turn the ball over five times? Turns it over less than two times, Giants win. More than that, Falcons win. Home field advantage. I'm going Giants. Cincy at Pittsburgh. I'm gonna go Pittsburgh, but I think. You know what? I'm going to go bold on this one. I think Roethlisberger with a, what was a bruised or torn pack or something, he's got some sort of damage there. I think that offense just absolutely shuts down. Um, this might be the upset. I, uh, just for the sake of being different and it doesn't really matter, I'm going to go Bengals. All right. I think you're crazy. Go Steelers. <laughs> going on to the next game. <laughs> Arizona at Jacksonville. I'm going to go Arizona. Yeah. Next. New York at Denver. Uh, Denver. Miami at 
Vegas. Uh, I'm going to go Vegas. Fucking Christ, Vegas. <laughs> Which... Honestly, I think maybe no to a no win. So, next. Tampa at L.A. The Rams. Uh, yeah, this one's tough. Like, it's hard to bet against the defending Super Bowl champs, but they're on the road, and the Rams have looked legit. Um, I've got a feeling you're going to go homerism and do Buccaneers, uh, so I'll do Rams. I'm sticking with home advantage going to Rams. Son of a so, bitch. Seattle at Minnesota. Uh, I'm going to go Vikings. This one I will flip. I think uh, Seattle's actually been looking pretty good. So I will go Seattle. Then Packers at San Fran. This is pure homerism. Um, I'm going to go Packers. Yeah, I mean, I think the Packers are the better team, but with it, with it being on the road, I just stick with my strategy going home field advantage. So we'll go. 49ers. And then Monday Night Football, rivalry game of the week, Philadelphia at Dallas. I'm going to go Philly. You just wanted me to pick the Cowboys, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. I, I like Philly, but it's a big rivalry game. It's at Big D. I guess I'll go Dallas just because we, we didn't have very many differences. I think we had four. Yeah, well, I think I think um, Philly has obviously the better defense, um, and I think that Cowboys are going to have a hard time stopping Jalen Hurts' is rushing. So I think that's what gives them the advantage. And it's a rivalry game; anything can happen, especially this rivalry game. Yep, 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 yep. Well, I think that about does it. What are the over under that Jordy makes a trade in the next three days? Uh... I think if it's before the start of the Sunday games, um, there's like a, a 10% chance that he does. I'm hammering the over, and I'm saying 30%. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. Till next week, hopefully we're both 3-0, and or you know, you're know you 2-1. I'm cool with that. I, I hope it's I'm 3-0, and and you're 2-1, and and I'm sitting on top of the East. And, and I hope that Gerard also loses, so then, you know, I would have sole possession of the only undefeated team left. Because we didn't go over that. There's only three undefeated teams left. And we're two of them. What the fuck? And Gerard's the other. What was all that shit about the podcast that it's not knowing what they're talking about? Fuck you all. We're running this week. <laughs> shit by night. <laughs> Tag team between the Monkey Mafia and the Steamers. The Monkey Mafia is just going to be slinging shit Slinging at everybody. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right. So that'll do it for this week. Um, fuck everyone. Love y'all. Have a good night. Shazam.